Can French conscious consumerism deliver an era of zero waste? A very French giving edition of Startup ROI. If you're listening to this today on Thanksgiving, I hope you are doing it to escape an awkward Thanksgiving dinner table conversation. If you're locked in a bathroom or out in the backyard, enjoy this listen. Season's greetings. To my American audience, happy Turkey Day. Bear with me while I break down the nuances of this annual festivity for our foreign readers. Thanksgiving is a bizarre holiday, but one we tend to cherish for a variety of reasons. Despite its problematic origins, hashtag colonialism, the holidays evolved over the centuries to become an annual gathering of extended family in which gluttony is encouraged and bickering is inevitable. On the fourth Thursday of November, it doesn't even have a fixed date, families gather around the table for an afternoon feast of turkey and a shitload of sides. Yams, mashed potatoes, green beans, cranberry sauce, corn on the cob, stuffing, to commemorate a mythical meeting of two cultures, the pilgrims at Plymouth Rock and the Native Americans. At this point, the historical context really just serves as an excuse to gorge on food and wine and then watch slash nap through some American football on TV. It's not uncommon to go on a walk with your sketchy cousin to ingest some pre-dinner substances that may enhance the mealtime experience. In spite of the infighting and reckless consumption, everyone adores the central theme, food, which is why I know my French readers can appreciate it. In the spirit of the holiday, I wanted to touch on an important subject, food waste. Whether you're deep frying a turkey breast or roasting a 20-pound bird, the holidays tend to highlight decadence and indulgence over modesty and thoughtful consumption. But let's not forget this is a time to be thankful. Thankful for friends, family, and of course food. Yet in the frenzy of cooking extraordinary portions for holiday guests, it's easy to forget the amount of food waste we create. It's one-third. One-third of all food gets thrown away. In the garbage. What the fuck? We live in a world of big data, algorithmic optimization, and abundant supply, but we haven't figured out how to grow the right amount of food and get it to the people who need it most. This is an issue I feel is near and dear to the hearts of many, but I find it especially so in France. As with many trends we've explored here, like the circular economy, sustainable energy production, green hydrogen, to name a few, food waste fits squarely into the broader concern around environmental and social good. Anecdotally speaking, this feels more top of mind for my French counterparts than those back stateside. But tangibly speaking, there are several French tech startups working to mitigate waste across the food supply chain, educate consumers, and streamline a zero-waste lifestyle. Waste not, want not. Finding solutions to our food waste problem is not only a noble effort, but an increasingly profitable business model thanks to the progressive legislation in certain locales. The French government has been a pioneer in this regard, instituting stringent food waste regulations back in 2016 that ultimately served as a blueprint for other nations and states, including California. You'll notice in the graphic above that the main target for the legislation is midway down the food supply chain, i.e. grocery stores and restaurants. Here's a stat in support of my earlier hunch. In the EU, about 53% of food waste happens at the consumer level. In France, consumers only account for 33%. 
The idea of a conscious consumer has been around for a long time, although many argue that it's a way for corporations to shift blame downstream. Nevertheless, it's an important mindset, and it appears the French have adopted it in droves. It may be unlikely that any individual can have enough impact to move the needle simply by shifting their behavior, but pairing this good intention with solid legal support upstream can certainly accelerate progress. Let's briefly zoom out on the supply chain to see where startups have chosen to direct their efforts. I'm showing a graphic here titled The Complex Global Food Supply Chain, and to give you a sense of where our food comes from and how it ends up in your kitchen. It starts in the fields and production, storage, food processing, and then manufacturing. You've got distribution, retailers like your grocery stores, and then eventually it ends up in your fridge. Now, the second half of this supply chain accounts for the majority of food waste, which we'll talk about in a moment. But each of the startups listed, Phoenix, Too Good to Go, and Yucca, tackle different stages of where waste can be reduced. This we're going to explore in the next segment of the article. We live in a complex global economy, and our production and access to food reflects that fact. From growth to storage to transportation and processing, there are myriad steps that take place before we, the consumer, even see the physical products on the shelf. Roughly a third of the waste is derived from this portion of the supply chain, but the large majority takes place in the subsequent stages. It's here that several startups have focused their efforts, achieving what is called triple bottom line benefits. I'll list these three benefits now. One, economic benefits for customers. Tax incentives for grocers is a good example. Number two, social benefits for charities. They get free food. And three, environmental benefits. Reduced waste. Phoenix has developed a sophisticated exchange platform based on the above value propositions. They match retailers with food waste recipients and then help with execution on the physical flow of materials. Beyond the core Phoenix platform, they're also responsible for awareness campaigns and waste reduction consulting. I've got a graphic in front of me depicting the activities that Phoenix engages in, and it's really broken down into three elements. The the products themselves, how to prevent um, some of the waste, the unsold products that are at the retailers and how to get them to uh, the waste recipients, and then what happens? How do you value the waste products? What can you do with them? Can you upcycle them? Can you give them to uh, animals uh, to, to eat? And then, of course, this is layered on with communication and awareness campaigns and other consulting and training missions that they, that they have. Despite all this information, I was still having trouble grasping how exactly this could be a profitable and scalable business. How much money is there in food waste? And this is where we come back to the sheer volume of waste. Again, mind-boggling. Paired with legislation and the cost of waste disposal. Here's a quote from R2Pi. It's a company that did a case study on Phoenix. Quote, Despite improvements in flow optimization and purchasing policies, food waste is still a major concern for retailers. Recent data show that, on average, a supermarket throws away about 3.3% of all its products for a total amount in France of 4.5 million euro. The root cause for waste are numerous. Low turnover for some stock-keeping units, aka SKUs, unpredictability of demand, constraining expectations and standards in terms of freshness and aesthetic, dot, 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 end quote. If your average supermarket throws away around 3.3% of its inventory, 
i.e. 4.5 million euro every year, there is some serious value in A, reducing waste management costs, and B, capturing tax incentives imposed by the government. Phoenix has built a well-oiled machine capable of matching waste producers and receivers, coordinating third-party distribution, and building advocacy at scale, as well as supporting partners at various levels in the value chain. And it's reflected in their year-over-year turnover. I'm looking at a chart right now that shows Phoenix increased annual revenue from 100k in euro in 2014 to 8 million euro in 2018 over a four-year period. During that four-year period, they also diversified their services, so it went from just unsellable produce and food products to bioproducts, uh, other types of waste, as well as consulting. Their business model is fairly intricate and interconnected, as shown below. In fact, one of their key partners, Too Good to Go, sits one step below them on the value chain and therefore is perhaps more present in the mind of the conscious consumer. Got a great business model canvas here that, again, I took from the R2Pi case study. Highly recommend taking a look at it, uh, but they basically outline the way that Phoenix goes to market uh, along their partners, customer relationships, customer segments, revenue streams, cost structure, social and environmental impact, etc. A pretty useful graphic, so take a look at the web version if you're interested in that. Despite its Danish origin, Too Good to Go was co-founded in multiple countries with domestic counterparts. Their French co-founder, Lucy Bash, is now the chief of global expansion. The app allows you to find stores and restaurants nearby that already give away food for free or at a steep discount at the end of the day. In some cases, you can find Michelin-quality meals for dirt cheap simply because the Chilean sea bass is close to its expiration date. The app has been incredibly successful, and its latest funding round only testifies to its growth potential, as well as the consumer appetite for thoughtful food. I made a graphic here showing you the user interface of Too Good To Go, uh, but it's important to look back on their history. They partnered with French retail giant Intermarché in 2019. They've donated over 60,000 euros to Restaurant Du Coeur, which is a charity that provides food for the homeless. Uh, and indisposed, and they recently raised $31 million in 2021 from venture capital, the first time uh, that they took on venture money to expand growth internationally. Uh, And their latest expansion target has been the U.S., which uh, tends to be the holy grail, as we've talked about before, for uh, startups in Europe and as well as France. No phones at the dinner table. Phoenix and Too Good To Go represent the B2B and the B2C solutions in the food waste landscape. Many conscious consumers are aware of these tools and likely users support them. France's penchant for conscious consumerism is, I would argue, a secret weapon in galvanizing support and action around the food waste crisis at hand. But how do we get the attention of the better part of the country and the world that is less concerned about food waste? In an increasingly online society, we have to consider the effects, positive and negative, of how we interact with food, products, and each other on the internet. Perhaps no one evaluates these dynamics better than Marie Dolé in her newsletter titled In Bed with Social. In an article published earlier this year, she remarks that a generation of foodies is growing up on social networks, and it's having an impact on our relationship with brands and nutrition itself. Evidently, Gen Z puts a major premium on food, spending roughly 23% of their income on it. Naturally, this has implications for food brands and the way they create, distribute, and evolve their products. A few years ago, CB Insights published Food Trends to Watch in 2018. One of my favorite predictions was that, quote, the line between food and cosmetics will thin, end quote. 
Ingredients like turmeric and moringa blur the lines between wearable and consumable. And probiotics, a well-known staple in kombucha and champion for gut health, is showing up in cosmetic brands. But as these trends develop, how do we know what is what? Coincidentally, these two areas are the specialty of the handiest app for your next grocery visit, Yuka. Yuka is an amazing independent project that claims to maintain responsible funding resources to eliminate any conflicts of interest from big food. Basically, you can scan any barcode using your phone camera and it will rate said food on a scale of 1 to 100, while demystifying the intentionally opaque nutrition facts on the back of the packaging. This is the perfect Trojan horse to get even those who don't care about nutritional value or sustainable food to get involved in the movement. It gamifies your grocery shopping experience and provides transparency to your shopping cart simultaneously. They've got a comprehensive database of 1.5 million food products, 500,000 cosmetic products, with an additional 800 added daily. It saves your scan history, makes recommendations, and builds up your muscle memory for healthier purchasing decisions. I can't think of a better on-ramp to the sustainable food movement than this. To get into the Thanksgiving spirit, I took a snapshot of three French grocery items that serve as a hilarious and pathetic replacement for a real Thanksgiving feast. I chose turkey cordon bleu, sweet potato boulettes, and red Haribo gummies. Unfortunately, I couldn't find cranberries at the Monoprix. Take a look on the web version if you want to see the user interface for Yuka and the ridiculous items that I selected at my last trip to Monoprix. Food for thought. This year, when we go around the Thanksgiving dinner table and give thanks, my family can't be the only one that does this. There's no doubt I'll be putting the French tech community on my list, not only because it provides the substance for this very newsletter, but also because it's intentional nature, thoughtful innovation, and philosophy that's antithetical to zero-sum. Not every French tech company is an impact company, but the ethos of ecological and social good appears to be baked into their DNA. So, when you get up for that third plate of turkey, sides, and gravy, keep in mind that statistically, it's bound for the garbage bin. Please subscribe and enjoy uh, the Thanksgiving meme that I've uh, beautifully posted right here at the end of this article. Uh, Hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm here in the U.S. celebrating with my family, and I hope you have a nice time with yours. Um, Looking forward to next week's article. Uh, Again, send me emails, find me on Twitter, uh, get in touch with me however you'd like. Uh, Even send me perhaps a picture of the turkey that you're going to eat tomorrow or today, whatever day it is. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to seeing you here soon. Thank you.